Welcome to Headphones and Crayons, a colorful journey for the everyday human. I'm your host and Chief Coloring Officer, Nikita Burksale. Join me as I journey through life with creatives, entrepreneurs, and podcasters from around the world, all while coloring. Coloring is an extremely powerful and important tool that allows us to let down our guard and open up ourselves to authentic conversations, new insights, and new perspective shifts. Who would have thought that would be possible all while coloring? But it is, and that is exactly what we're going to do. So join me. Tune in and let's talk, color, and journey together. Let the exploration begin. Happy coloring! Okay, I am really honored and looking forward to this conversation today. So I want to officially welcome you to Headphones and Crayons. So thank you for being with us and sharing this coloring space with me today. Well, thank you for the most unique conversational experience I've ever had. <laughs> so when, when you told me this concept of coloring at the same time as um, having this conversation that's not so... For, like a formal interview like of course there's no problem with that but this was such a new creative way to kind of bring about and access a different part of us that we probably stifle in our day-to-day mm-hmm. so it was really wonderful to hear and I'm, I'm very curious to see how my own doodle doodle comes out by the end <laughs> of the conversation <laughs> yes it's always very just interesting is the depth of the word I have right now but it's always interesting to see what comes from these conversations. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and start coloring, doodling, and journeying together. Absolutely. Start off by telling me and everyone, who are you? And answering that in whatever way feels good for today. Who are you? Hmm, what an existential question <laughs> I mean I'm so used to doing like a, a rehash of my formal bio but I don't feel called to do the, that exact mm-hmm. thing today mm-hmm. if I could just describe myself as a candle mm. I am someone who believes that together we make a brighter space and dimming oneself in order for others to appear brighter is actually very detrimental to our well-being and it's I feel that's very mm, deceiving deception or or perception I guess um, for others thinking that they are actually brighter when actually that you've dimmed yourself in the process so there is a quote that I heard from my friend. Uh, so shout out to Mike Kim. He said, and I believe he actually received this from someone else, but I don't know who the original source is. <laughs> so I can only I can only just shout out to the sharer. Mm-hmm. Um, a candle loses none of its light by lighting another. Mm-hmm. And that's how I that's how I see my work. Mm-hmm. It's not about centering myself as the end all be all solution because mm-hmm. I help people become more visible in a safer manner, in a way that honors their humanity, their capacity, their intersections of their identities. And it can feel like a comp- a competitive space too. Like, like mm. oh, if, if, if I don't take up the space in, in this way, in this manner, then otherwise I'm going to be squeezed out. 
it feels a lot more expansive the way that I help my, my clients and myself and what I adore about my work is I get to be the living embodiment of it mm. so if you've ever felt that pressure like if you're an entrepreneur or even if you're not if you've ever felt like you've had to be a certain way for someone um, and then it just feels very inauthentic mm-hmm. and to be able to shift that to a place where you get to try you get to fall on your face and get back up and share the journey along the way and not just the end destination then I think that's pretty awesome so yeah nice. that's what I do I remember when I first was in the same space and just this idea of showing up in a way that feels safe completely mm. blew my mind <laughs> because it is something that I hadn't I think deep down hadn't thought was possible and so um, we we may journey into that as we have our conversation but I want to that just came up as you were talking just that initial spark was I can be I can show up and feel safe I always thought that you had to be uncomfortable because all the Mm. messages are like like lean into the uncomfortable do it scared and all of this good stuff and there was another there's another way yeah well thank you for sharing what came up for you just there and a part of my heart hurts to hear that it felt like there was no other way for you. Mm-hmm. And that is how um, this whole approach came about because I thought to myself, huh, if I followed the advice for most of the folks who lead conversations around visibility, I would be very much re-traumatizing myself almost every time I show up mm. because I was ignoring my personal needs because I am a trauma survivor, mm-hmm. for example, and there are various things like speaking to speaking to certain groups mm-hmm. makes me want to hide back in my shell and that's not mm-hmm. a way to show up as a leader right you know to do it scared and I think there's such a uh, I know it can work for some but for many it doesn't mm-hmm. and so when people say like oh stop playing it safe mm-hmm. it it breaks my heart when people are like okay yeah fine uh, like if I feel safe then that's not a good sign like no 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 being right. safe is not the same as playing things small. And I think right. people like use those terms synonymously in this context. And that can be pretty damaging. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. Hmm. So another question, another thing that I would love to know, um, we're going to start diving into the conversation. So I, I know we're going to be weaving in and out. <laughs> but since we are coloring, um, what are, what color either is your favorite what color describes you what color do you resonate with tell me about you and color what shade comes to mind Ooh, I like that question <laughs> <laughs> what shade comes to mind well I could either go with a color that I'm choosing right now for my little doodle on my okay. on my page but I feel cool to tell you what my favorite color is and why okay. so my favorite color is sky blue so that's the shade of blue that I really like and the reason why I love it is because it feels so gentle and it's always present, but not always seen. Mm. So, for example, if I look outside, well, right now is probably not a good example of a day because it's quite cloudy here in the UK. <laughs> Very often it's so cloudy. <laughs> but when you see a clear blue sky, there is something mm. about it that feels incredibly freeing. Mm. And this has not, this feeling has not changed since I was a kid. And I think I remember the first time I, 
have um, a memory I can recall about going to the ocean for the first time. Mm-hmm. It baffled me. I was like, but the ocean looks blue. So why is it when I carry water in my hand, it's not blue? Like, it, it's clear. What, what's yeah. happening? And then my yeah. mom tried to explain to me. She's like, it's the reflection of the <laughs> of the sky in the ocean, but the ocean mm-hmm. itself is actually not blue. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that, that's kind of beautiful in, in its own way. It's kind of like the best things in life aren't for you to grasp but for mm. you to appreciate mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that that's that's probably why it's my favorite color but I just know I always refer to the sky when I talk about it so mm-hmm. I like that a lot reminds me of the saying um the best things in life can't be seen they are only felt which mm. as I was thinking that I smiled and then also I was like but there's a little more to that <laughs> that little more is but those things that really really um move us are things that we often can't quote unquote see meaning mm-hmm. it in itself we can see it within others like wind and breath and I can see the breath in others but not breath itself unless it's cold so yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's almost like it's not meant to be possessed only mm-hmm. experienced right yes yes that is Yes, beautifully said. What are you, I know when you originally made the, when we started, decided we were going to work together and journey together and color together, um, I sent like a whole list of coloring pages. So what coloring pages, what coloring page did you choose? And then what actually are you doing today? I feel like we're both doing something slightly different. So um, I chose, like, out of all of the wonderful names you've given your coloring pages, the one that stood out to me was the one called Discover. Mm. And so what I'm doing today, because I don't have, I don't have access to a printer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, do you know what, I am going to doodle, mm. like, some elements from your Discover page, and see what else kind of comes up in the process. Mm-hmm. And I felt drawn to that, because I feel that discovery is an endless quest that we get to experience in our Mm -hmm. lives and Mm -hmm. sometimes discovery can feel incredibly daunting because we have no idea and even though the part of ourselves that just immediately taps into self-preservation when we feel under threat from things that are unfamiliar uh, I think of like a group of explorers in a forest for example Uh, like all geared out with the hats and the outfits and everything (laughs) and I imagine that I wouldn't be the group leader the one reading the map Mm. and when this group would come across an obstacle that isn't on the map like a landslide for example that suddenly blocks Mm -hmm. the path that's paved on the map I would imagine that the group leader would kind of go in a bit of a panic if they're like purely just like following the map and everyone else like oh gosh like we should turn back because we don't Mm -hmm. know what's there for some reason I see myself as the one with one of the lanterns and I'm like mm. well, what, what if we try this way mm. and everyone's like we don't know what's there there could be mm-hmm. quicksand <laughs> or, or something and I'd be like yes there could be mm. or we could mm-hmm. swing on vines like Tarzan yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. swing over all these obstacles and so it's really about having that trust within oneself to find their way, even if things look bleak, even if you feel lost. Mm. And I think that's something that 
we're almost encouraged out of sometimes when we're taught mm-hmm. to follow. So if you've ever heard the advice, don't reinvent the wheel, my response to that would be, well, who got to invent the wheel? Mm. Who got to determine that we weren't able to create new ones? And why did there have to be a wheel? <laughs> like mm-hmm. who said it can't be a splodge of paint or a bottle or something? I don't know. I'm always questioning why. And so this theme of discovery definitely drew me today. I have a feeling we're going to be journeying and all like throughout these sayings that we've heard throughout our life. <laughs> like we've already brought up like four or five of them. Um, it was interesting because right before we started, I was a little fragmented is what I, my energy has been in a lot of different spaces. Um, and I was like, I need to figure out a coloring page. And so I said, I'm going to do this one. And then I was, as I was, I grabbed a color pencil because that's what I'm using for today. And I'm like, this just doesn't feel good. So I flipped through a couple of pages and was like, this, I, I can't color essentially in these lines and these beautiful lines that I created to, in these coloring books. And I just didn't feel like I could color in them right now. So I actually just flipped over the paper and I'm like coloring on the back um, <laughs> in whatever way. So I feel like I'm discovering this new territory in the smallest ways, which is, I think sometimes we have these big words because discover can be a big word. It can mean a lot. It can mean discovering like who you are, which I feel is a lifelong journey. It can be discovering things you like, what the day is going to bring, what time is it like? It can be something very minute. It can also be these these grand scheme things. And so it lays out this space of possibility. Yes. Oh, so. I love mm-hmm. that you said that because I remember once I was at an event and normally when you introduce yourself, you say your name, right? You say mm-hmm. what you do, like what your occupation is, et cetera. Um, so the context of this event is I'm learning how to be a better public speaker, like how to articulate mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And the leader, the, the one who was training us, she had a very interesting idea. She said, okay, instead of introducing yourself through your name and what you normally would do, mm-hmm. I want you to introduce yourself with your with a word that describes your being. Hmm. and I was like oh this is interesting and Mm -hmm. the word I chose was possibility Mm -hmm. and everyone who I shook hands with that day when I told them my word Mm -hmm. all of them stopped in awe and they were like wow like that's that's like a great word (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm like yeah, because I, that's exactly what I want to do. I, I talk quite often to my partner about being, because um, we would love to have children. It's always mm-hmm. been our plan. Mm-hmm. We've been together for 12 years this mm-hmm. year. And we are in a position where we get to be a lot more intentional mm-hmm. with bearing children because we're in a same-sex relationship so mm-hmm. of course there are mm-hmm. procedures that we would need to do and we mm-hmm. get to kind of choose when mm-hmm. like to a degree mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> uh, when, yeah. when to start that process and <clears throat> my mom said to me recently because uh, she has one grandkid right now my nephew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she said oh make a like don't wait too long to have kids because I don't know how much more energy I'll have, like, you know, as a grandmother. And yeah. a part of me kind of started to panic a little because I'm like, whoa, like, I'm not there yet. Like, I'm about five years or so away from that. Yeah. So I suddenly felt that pressure. Mm-hmm. And then when I told my partner about it, because she knows how influenced I get from my mother, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she said to me, well, 
I mean, yeah, we could look at that, but we need to ask ourselves, are we in the position, not just financially, but emotionally, mentally, to be a role model for our children right now? Like, like, are we ready in that way? Like, not just about whether we can cover their basic needs of shelter and food and water, etc. cetera. Right. But emotionally, are you at that point where you feel like you can hold our children and be a role model for them? Mm. And that was a very clear no. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's still so much more self-discovery and healing I need to do in order to have mm. this canvas of this character I'll be playing when I bring them into the world like this character of being a mother yeah. not my not my sole purpose because I know there is so many things I want to do and I want my children to be a part of that you know right so yeah that's that's like a long <laughs> a, a long kind of kind of explanation like why possibilities because I just want to be a role model for my children and a role model for all of those who choose to follow me or yeah. actually I don't like the word follow you choose to come mm-hmm. along for the same journey I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that brought up so many things for me mm. <laughs> on so many like it may be lack of sleep but it also I think like even <laughs> I feel myself getting a little emotional just because of that journey of possibility and pregnancy and all that is a journey that is filled with such love and growth and trauma at some time. So, mm. um, yeah, and now I'll, I'll pause there because <laughs> then always we get to choose the journeys and my gut is like, Ooh, we'll, we'll pause on that journey for a moment. Maybe that'll be something we continue in another conversation for me specifically, but of course we're always open the journey through it for you. Mm. Um, the idea of when you said possibility and you were saying how everyone was like, oh, that is a really good word. I think for me, what came up for that is it elicits something that is judgment free. Mm-hmm. Where folks have the, they have hope and they have this potential to do whatever they want. Like any, everyone always says anything is possible. And that's never in a bad, quote unquote, way. And so for me, when I think of possibility, then I can do anything. And it's mm-hmm. interesting that as soon as that's said, then there's this overarching, arcing layer of within these current systems that have been created, within the, the skin and this identity that I love and others may not. And so it's it's... It's like possibility and also there's another word underneath it that I I can't quite figure out, but it's like the world, like all human love, it's possibility. But Mm. then there's something underneath of like, maybe it's probability. I don't know. I don't know, but that's just something that came up for me. So (laughs) Mm. I think... I remember I want because I've been like writing my vows in my head that mm-hmm. I'd say one day at, at my wedding with my mm-hmm. partner and I remember something that I said once that I'll never forget and I said to her you something along the lines of I can't quote it word for word mm-hmm. but it was something along the lines of because of you I feel that it's not, I didn't say I feel that anything is possible. Mm. But it was something along the lines of her being the reason why 
I even allow myself to feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because in my culture, um, same-sex relationships aren't exactly celebrated. Right. Right. And that's all I'll say about that. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very fortunate that my family, even though they didn't quite understand it at the, at first, um, they accepted it at least, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and were willing to celebrate with me the fact that this is here to stay. Mm-hmm. We are here to stay. Mm-hmm. So that was really wonderful. And um, also my trigger warning to anyone who may be sensitive, I will not provide explicit details. It's mm-hmm. just for context here. There was a time in my life, a very dark time in my life when I was 19 years old, when I was about to follow through with ending my life. Mm-hmm. And my partner, somehow, she was she was my best friend at that point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Normally, it would take her around an hour or so to get to me, because that's before we had cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she somehow managed to get to me in 30 minutes. And mm. if she had not mm. been there 30 minutes earlier than she normally would take, I wouldn't be here today. Right. So that's also another reason why she's the reason why things are possible because I'm still alive because of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So possibility to me is such a beautiful word. It's very liberating. Mm. It's very boundless. Mm-hmm very beautiful and terrifying at the same time because you don't know what it is Mm -hmm. but it's choosing to trust within oneself as you go through that process wherever it goes Mm -hmm. that's the the thing I'm drawn to thank you for sharing I feel like I need to make a coloring page specifically for possibility Mm -hmm. oh that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and it also creates For me, there's a distinct difference between possibility and anything is possible and I can do anything. Hmm. They are two very, in my brain, distinct intentions, distinct experiences. They're completely different in my brain. And so I love this space of possibility because for me, who sometimes the lines of what's possible and what I actually want to do blur. Mm-hmm. And because of messages, because of me feeling that I have to prove myself in so many different ways, whether it be who I love, the color of my skin, the body that I'm in, I, I consistently, constantly feel like I have to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And so this world of possibility can sometimes be over, um, not oversensitizing. It can just be a lot of sensation because then I naturally gravitate to, oh, then how am I going to do all of this? Mm. Everything that's possible. How can I, how can I possibly do all of this? And the answer is you can't because you're not supposed to like living in this world of possibility I'm saying is a beautiful yellow space where you me we are so intentioned in what we do and it's not just doing things for the sake of doing but in this world of possibility what really resonates 
what do I want to watch drift by if it's like a cloud? Like there's no way I can grab all of the clouds. So I can grab clouds, period. But um, <laughs> but do I, which clouds do I want to actually point at? Which clouds do I want to smile at? Which clouds do I just want to drift by and and not come into my periphery? And so um, just something that's coming up for me is really living in this world of possibility and the lightness of it and not feeling this like, and now what do I do? Mm. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that so much and <laughs> as soon as you said oh oh no one can grasp the clouds um it literally <laughs> made me think of this um this tv show that i used to watch and actually i rewatched recently on netflix it's called avatar the last airbender yeah and uh, the main character <clears throat> he was like he he's an airbender in the sense that he could like navigate the wind currents and had a had a glider so he could essentially fly mm. without having wings or something mm. and um the, his uh, his friend was like, oh, I dare you to, it's like, oh, like, wouldn't you just love to like sleep in one of those clouds? Oh, they look so soft. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, I dare you to try it. And he goes, okay, I'll try it. And then he goes in, it's like, well, turns out clouds are just water. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Kind of looking through the lens, I feel like we're shifting more towards, well, discovery and possibility. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about how that shows up in your life and or your business oh my life and business are very much intertwined mm-hmm. and that, that that is a gift and sometimes mm-hmm. a challenge at times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so discovery so I know that many of us subscribe to certain ways of identifying with our personalities mm-hmm. some people love Myers Briggs Enneagram 16 personalities or the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. And my personal preference, the only thing that's ever made complete sense to me has been human design. Mm. So the reason why I gravitate toward it so much, not just because of what my result is and all the characteristics that come along with it, Mm -hmm. but it's because I found personality tests, most of them, not all of them, most of them pretty biased based Mm. on how you feel that day. Because it's normally like on a scale of like, like, oh, I feel this a lot, a little, Mm -hmm. not too much. Mm -hmm. And then the other way, the other way, but with human design, you simply put in your birth information. That mm. is a constant that never changes. And right. so that was one reassurance. I'm like, oh, okay, this cannot, ch- my result cannot change no matter how I feel, no matter how mm-hmm. old I get, no matter mm-hmm. how young I am, whatever. <laughs> and so human design, my one is being a manifester. Mm. And what that means for me is I think as if there is no box. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I choose to pioneer different ways of doing business, different ways of being and showing up that is very much outside of the bounds of the status quo. Mm-hmm. And so discovery is a part of my business process because I'm not there to rock the boat mm-hmm. just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm the boat naturally rocks when I'm just curious about other Mm. things. And that curiosity leads me to new discoveries. And I start conversations around it, not for, not to seek validation, but to understand the degree of resonance for a certain idea. And that's a very different thing. So it's Mm. not, uh, because I was trained as a copywriter and Mm. copywriters were taught to do a voice to customer research. So you never write from scratch. You right. always write based on 
what the research says so whether you're yeah. doing like you're combing through testimonials and what's the common language and the mm-hmm. the direction the transformation etc or doing surveys customer interviews all of the things so all of your copy is informed by others but my process as a manifester is that I can absolutely take note of that, sure, but it's not my driving force for discovery. The Mm. driving force of discovery in my world is through curiosity. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's how discovery really informs my business because I founded the Sustainable Visibility Movement. Mm -hmm. How? Because the status quo says, put yourself out there, jump before you're ready, all of the things that we said at the beginning of this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And when I started to be looking into my own lived experience and I was just curious, I'm like, hmm, I followed all of that. And it actually re-traumatized me like for certain things that I won't go into specific detail for. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking to myself, there has to be another way. So I remember saying to a friend when I was just expressing my frustration with that advice that can actually be extremely harmful. Mm -hmm. I said to her, so shout out to Gabby Waltz, <laughs> the mm-hmm. one who, like my bestie, who, mm-hmm. who helped me, like um, helped hold the space for me as this came out. I said, do you know what, girl? I am going to revolutionize what it means to be visible mm-hmm. in the online space. And she was like, I'm here for it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she she has been in- incredible I'm amongst many of my other friends who have been like super supportive. And when I started talking about it, I can feel the resonance in the room. It just it overflows the degree Mm. of resonance and I have people coming out to me who normally choose to not show up because they feel they have to do it in a certain way Mm -hmm. my approach is an invitation to discover what showing up means for them because Mm. there are plenty of ways they show up that they just don't realize counts and when I tell them and when I show them examples they're like oh did I have been doing that yes you have mm-hmm. it's not always the big stages you need to occupy the microphones you grab or anything like that mm. they are versions of visibility sure not yeah. the only way so yeah that curiosity leads to discovery leads to conversations which shows degree of resonance which shows where like which parts of these conversations do we need to expand on do we need to further explore do we need to hold space for mm-hmm. um, and most of that is outside of the status quo yeah and that makes me think about like this this pull visibility and it can mean a lot of different things and because of how it shows up oftentimes in the world it doesn't resonate with a lot of folks Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't want to show up that way I don't want to be put on I don't want to feel like I'm a spectacle mm-hmm. and then there's this deep longing desire and it informs the work that I do to be seen mm-hmm. and so there's this tension and it could often be a lifelong tension of I don't want to show up in the way that people see me meaning like uh, for me specifically like folks as a woman of color, I feel like there's a there's stereotypes of how I should show up, how I do show up, whether it's the angry Black woman or so strong and resilient and everything in between. And a lot of times I don't want to show up in that space because it's been predetermined for me and it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's authentic to me. Mm-hmm. And also there's no greater need for me than to be seen truly as I am. So how do you reconcile? This isn't a question for you, but if you want to go with it, but like, how do we reconcile that? 
Um, and I think that lies in some of the work that you do, but there, there's just that it's very visible for me right now. So. Mm. Oh, what you just said just reached so far within mm-hmm. you said about not showing up in a way that's predetermined for you. Mm-hmm. There are certain biases, there are certain expectations even to show up in a certain way in order to kind of be perceived as palatable. For those mm-hmm. who get to witness you, and sometimes this is one of my biggest pet peeves um, in conversation around visibility when people say, "Oh, you know, you need exposure," and I feel mm. exposure. Oh, it's such a violating word. Like I yeah. literally think of tabloid magazines when the yeah. paparazzi are snapping pictures of celebrities when they're caught off guard, mm-hmm. and being exposed is very different to being seen. Yeah. I feel there's there is definitely a very strong golden thread of consent that is required mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. for you to feel seen instead of exposed. Mm-hmm. And it's being able to flip the script where we get to be seen. We mm-hmm. don't have to put ourselves there. Mm-hmm. If anything, um, <laughs> I, I believe language is incredibly important. So when people say put yourself out there, I imagine just being is as if you're being pushed into a swimming pool. It's very shovey, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if we say, I, I'm going to place myself out there, that feels mm. a lot more gentler, that feels a lot more consensual. And instead of being pushed into a swimming pool, it's you choosing to go up to the high dive board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels very intention, like something that I don't doubt that you wanted to do, that you felt... That was your choice. That feels yes. like a better statement as opposed to it was placed upon you just the way it is, something you had to do, all of those words. So, yeah. Mm, yes. So kind of thinking back as we slowly, I'm like, oh, wow, this time has flown by. And I see I this thing in um, one thing. I was like, <laughs> I could see this being a two, three-hour conversation in two or three parts. Oh, for but, sure. <laughs> that just means that this is a, a conversation that we will keep going. Thinking back, kind of reflecting, what are some guiding thoughts, words, phrases, principles that help you continue on? Do you mean with being visible? With being visible, um, the the official question that I have written down (laughs) is like, what has been your greatest lesson thus far? Well... This probably isn't in a succinct sentence, but something that I said to you before we, I think when we're in the green room, before we actually hit record, mm-hmm. um, when we're asking each other how we are. Mm. And I said to you, I've come to the realization that I show up in a very cyclical manner and not mm-hmm. a constancy manner, which we're mm. often told to subscribe to when it comes mm-hmm. to showing up in, in our businesses and our lives. Mm-hmm. And I I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned and something that I'm very grateful to have learned quite early on, I guess, well, not early, like I've been in my business for quite a while now, um, is actually, when I say the word orchestrating, I don't mean controlling, Mm -hmm. by the way. I mean purposely designing, intentionally designing this Mm -hmm. pathway. Mm -hmm. So so that's what, that's the context um, when I'm going to, I'm about to say the word orchestrating. So I'd like, to orchestrate how people come to me 
that isn't in a I'm in your face every day way, which is why you know me. It's no, no, no. I'm going to show up cyclically. I'm going to show up with intention. So when we say consistency, often when people talk about that, it's in the context of frequency, like how often Mm -hmm. you show up. And I choose the opposite where I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, what's consistent about me Mm -hmm. is how I show up when I do. Mm-hmm. which is with a lot of intention where I'm here to hold space for conversations that spark from the content I share, vice versa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my biggest lesson is actually being okay with how I show up because that's going to mirror how people show up to me and mm-hmm. to others as well. Mm-hmm. So a context that would probably make a lot more sense if it's more, uh, more of a concrete example So in a sales call conversation, Mm -hmm. if you follow particular practices which activate your Mm pre-client where they feel rushed or they feel like they have no other choice but to join you, otherwise their life and their business is going to suck. If they come into your world like that, then when it comes to the, the delivery of your service or your offer they are going to mirror that very same energy Mm -hmm. because that's how they entered it and Mm -hmm. so I thought about that and outside of sales context I thought well what about when people discover me for the first time because when you're visible people find you right yeah Yeah. so I thought to myself hmm, instead of being in their face (laughs) and trying Mm -hmm. to be omnipresent on all of the platforms Mm -hmm. I'm going to be present very intentionally on Instagram mainly And I make it very clear when I share my handle, I say, hey, you can absolutely DM me. I will respond to you. Just please know I've unsubscribed from the urgency culture, which means I will respond when I have the capacity to and when I have the presence that you deserve. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when I say that, it invites people to consider that for themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't feel so... It's kind of like if you were to sing from your throat, that's not where your true power is. Your true power actually comes deeper within. I, I believe it's from your diaphragm. I'm not a singer, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's kind of it kind of feels like that. I feel like a lot of people are speaking from their from their throats and not mm-hmm. from their their deeper being. In this case, the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know. So uh, a long winded answer to your question. Biggest lesson is being okay with intentionally designing how people come and interact with you because Mm -hmm. that's going to reflect how they would be with you should they decide to work with you further and I have to give a major major like I'm incredibly honored to witness my clients inside of my uh, sustainable visibility incubator which is like one of my biggest I don't like saying the word container right that that feels like I'm containing people you know what I mean (laughs) but what I'm incredibly proud of and very honored for is because I took that sales approach where like they got to journal on it they got to ask their partners and like there was no Mm -hmm. rush on my side Mm -hmm. of course I had boundaries because you know can't close (laughs) (laughs) the point is that I factored in a lot of space and time and that Mm -hmm. is exactly how they show up in my space there's no urgency of like oh I need to reach another 10k this month like none of that energy is there it's very Mm -hmm. very self-paced it's very Mm -hmm unrushed is very intentional and they tell me 
I feel so held here when mm. in sometimes in other spaces I feel like I need to hold myself amongst mm-hmm. other people who are also holding themselves mm-hmm. they feel like they can relax with me and that's in, an incredible honor and I believe that it was intentional from the, the very start when I first entered my world mm. and then thinking about our conversation that we've had over this last amount of time um is there any spark or anything that you are taking with you or any I remember being incredibly fascinated by this this conversational process with the doodling or the coloring Mm -hmm. because there's very few activities in my life where I feel like I can access flow very Mm -hmm. very seamlessly Mm -hmm. and I think when we first spoke I remember telling you that I showed you this little um is it, is it Lego? It's like nano nano blocks. It's called. Yes, like that's that's yeah. the brand. Yeah, these little nano blocks, which is kind of like mini Lego pieces to make a little baby grand piano. Mm-hmm. And I remember loving that feeling of just the whole world falling away mm-hmm. as I was focusing on this. But that one is quite directive because there's instructions. Mm-hmm. So this one was interesting because I'm looking at the design that you had for me. Uh, for this discover page and I'm doodling my own version of it yeah. and there were parts of myself that tried to that kind of came in and crept into my brain saying like oh this is not perfectly sy- symmetrical and all of that but then I thought wait doesn't that just like completely go against that curiosity about where mm-hmm. my brain could go <laughs> yeah yeah so I just want to thank you for this um process that you that you have in place for this podcast because I think it's ex- incredibly unique and I'm very, very honored to be on here and share with the world when this episode is released. So yes. if anything, I just want to say thank you very much for your process and sharing it with me. Well, thank you for being a part of it. I think for me, what I'm taking today, because it's been it's been a while since I've done an interview. Like I did a, a big chunk at the like beginning of the year. And it's been, I want to say almost two months since I've sat and really had a coloring journey with someone mm-hmm. um and so being able to sit and have this conversation I have my coloring community and we have our coloring hours but this is different <laughs> this is a different space and so being able to do that reminds me how important this space is for myself first and then for others and so just being able to take the time to really doodle do whatever comes to mind and just flow and have this conversation and things come up where I'm like oh this is a this is a a hue a spite a spot that probably I want to come back to but maybe not in this space it just brings up a lot and a lot doesn't mean like overabundance, mm-hmm. but many different things mm-hmm. and there's not many spaces where I can do that and then also in that same space have that intention and knowing of I choose still what I focus on in this moment in time Um, and so that is the what I'm taking with me is that these conversations are this process this movement of coloring and having conversation is so vital Mm. because of what it unlocks and so it just it's just reigniting this passion and this intention to continue it and not in a, okay, I need to make sure I get three interviews a week now, <laughs> but really making sure that I'm holding this space for myself and making it a priority because life can get in the way. So, 
life can happen. I, I love that you just said that for yourself because I feel that like um, both of us are space holders mm-hmm. and sometimes we get so caught up in holding space for others that we mm-hmm. forget to enjoy the space that we've created and yeah. like oh we get that too <laughs> yeah so I love that you discovered that for yourself and or rather had a reminder that oh yeah I get to enjoy this process that I made and it's not something that I have to do it's something that I get to do so yeah. <laughs> lovely well thank you so much uh, I love what you have created I was going to show you mine as well and so it's, it's Again, I love how we can take this conversation and, and what flows from it visually as well. And so I started with just like these patches of color. And then the last thing I created was like a balloon. But yeah, it's just like, like yeah, it was just like this patchwork balloon. I was like, huh. I love that we can create these visual, again, visual representations of our journeys, of our conversations, of our experiences. And not knowing what, it will be before it starts but knowing once it's done done it's exactly what was needed and exactly what it was and that's that's enough so with that thank you for your energy thank you for your space thank you for just being who you are and I know that we will journey and continue on oh for sure thank you so so much for the space and Again, for this process, I feel so zen right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's incredible what you're doing. So I really appreciate being a part of it. And for everyone who's listened to this interview or this conversation. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you.